Hello, this is Catherine with Friendly Anarchism. Um, today, we have a very special guest, and you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. About what? Well, you are a Frenchman, and you apparently at one point kicked the shit out of Nazis a few times. Is that correct? A little bit. A little bit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you have some good stories, so um, go, go for it. What do you... Uh, Maybe say you're from where in where in France are you from? I'm from North France, and uh, the first time I heard, uh, I mean, I didn't even know we were uh, Antifa because that term didn't exist yet. And uh, the first time I heard that uh, was in Paris. And uh, as far as I know, Antifa at the beginning, they were all skinned. Well, they, uh, I think the, the original Antifa is from Germany, uh, came out of the workers' movement after, after World War II, sort of trying to like, they, they were also Nazi hunters and they were they work to like keep Nazis from becoming yeah but Antifa and, like, Antifa was skinhead hunter where what? skinhead hunter skinhead hunters yeah so yeah. that's a little bit different so what did what did you do if you called your now you say that you were Antifa without knowing the term so like what did you do we beat up the skinheads Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> and we take their Doc Martins, we take their bombers, and we we didn't take the socks or the underwears, but we took whatever we wanted. You stole their shoes? Yeah. How did you get their shoes? You beat them up, and uh, then you take his shoes. <laughs> okay, that works, but not their socks. No, this sucks. But if you don't take the underwear, did you take the pants? Or no, no, just... we didn't take the pants. <laughs> <laughs> but we take the bombers, the jackets. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Did leather, you... uh, whatever they wear. Did you did you wear them too, or did you just sure. get rid of them? Yeah, well then. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, in fact, if you wanted stuff, you had to take it. From somebody, uh -huh. because we couldn't afford that, we didn't have the money to to go to London uh, to go buy it. I mean, it was late seventies. Uh -huh. You know, we didn't have stores like they do now, and uh, we didn't have the internet, obviously. So anyway, if you wanted a new pair of docks, you have to take it. You go find a skinhead and beat them up and take the, take yeah. the shoes. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that, uh, it's um, no choice. a little different than Amazon, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, well. And then, like a nice jacket, were they nice? Like, this, did the skinheads have nice stuff? Like, Doc Martens were expensive, right? Not really, but uh, uh, 
you have to go to England to get them mm. at the time. Yeah. Now, even in Portland, they have a store. So, but at the time, you had to go to England. Yeah. So. And it's expensive to travel there, right? Or was it? I mean, it's. Oh, it wasn't. But we didn't have nobody had a job. Oh yeah. At the time. So where, where we didn't have money, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to take it. So, um, where in France? Where in France were you? I'm from Roubaix, mm-hmm. which is notorious town in France. It's uh, cutthroat. That's where you call it to hear it's hardcore town <laughs> that's where I'm from <laughs> there was gang everywhere and shit and uh, fighting all the time and uh, but we didn't have any uh, skin and Nazi zero there were skinheads, but uh, no skinhead Nazi. Why not? Well, because they get, they get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but there, were, there were a lot of skinheads in my town, but I mean, with that thing, the Antifa, uh, I've seen that uh, on the news lately uh, in Portland, uh, and I'm like, those people are not Antifa. They they look like uh, anarchists, uh, all dressed in black and shit. They. So you didn't consider yourself anarchists at the time, and anarchists is a fairly oh, new phenomenon, I guess. No, anarchy doesn't work. No? No. Find me a country that is anarchist. Well, we don't kind of don't believe in borders. So the idea of an anarchist country is sort of a uh, moot point. You can't really have an anarchist country. <laughs> so we have anarchist places. Um, there's anarchist like communities. There's a, um, there's a place in Venezuela called Secasasola, which is really interesting it's got what's called a solidarity economy so there's a bunch of like anarchists basically non-hierarchical just totally without any leaders type of like workers co-ops and they work with the farms yeah, and they i know work what it the... is but uh, there's no country like this no there's not there's not but it's like it's kind of a global movement that's growing in like a really interesting way but it's interesting because um I mean, Antifa is not, like, explicitly anarchist necessarily, but pretty much, is pretty much mostly anarchist. So it's, like, so, like, the anarchists are the ones who fight the fascists. Yeah, but Antifa didn't uh, start like this. Uh, Antifa was just, like I said before, it was chasing the skinheads. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That's it. It, it was a uh, political it was just those people are asshole. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you do something. Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with the sort of like political organization or like how you do democracy kinds of things. It was just straight up you. Yeah, I mean, it was a normal thing. I mean, it was like, uh, how can you be a skinhead and uh, be a racist? So you were also a skinhead? Yeah. Okay, so you were a skinhead, and then the Nazis were also skinheads? Yeah. Okay. But there was, like, racist skinheads and not racist skinheads? Of course. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So you were, like, you were kicking, you were um, smashing the racist skinheads because you shouldn't be racist and a skinhead? Well, it's just... uh... It's hard to understand uh, how you, can you be a skinhead and a racist? Because what is a skinhead? I don't know. Like, what is a skinhead? That's a good question. I don't. I guess I don't really know the definition or what you think of it. Well, they listen ska music. They listen reggae. They listen punk rock. They listen soul music. And a, a lots of it is black. So how can you be a racist <laughs> if you listen to black music? <laughs> That's kind of stupid. <laughs> but yeah, because all skinheads, they listen ska, reggae, Punk rock, soul music, funk, all kind of music, jazz, whatever. Mm-hmm. How can you be a racist? <laughs> what did you, what music did you listen to? Just like I just told you. I listen to any kind of music. So, but ska wasn't around when you were a teenager, though, right? It was. It was. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Scar came around in the 60s. Oh, I didn't realize. Somehow I thought it was like a more recent... No. Scar came out in the 60s. Before reggae. Mm-hmm. Did you... Did you... So if Scar was sort of the scene, did you... Uh, were there black people where you lived? Were there a lot of... Was oh, there a yeah. lot of like different nationalities and different types of people? Yeah, I can show you pictures of... Uh, my gang and there's black there's people from north africa it, it was all mix mm-hmm. and that's why i don't i don't understand this uh skinhead shit uh, because skinhead was mixed uh-huh and here obviously it's not with the with the skinheads. Oh, you mean here in Portland? Yeah. Oh no, that's not true. There's a mix. Yeah, Antifa's got uh, wide demographics. I mean, obviously, it's reflective. It's I think it's it's somewhat reflective of Portland. So there's a lot of white people. But I mean, and I'm not that close with Antifa, so I can say for sure. But I've been to protests, and you can see that there's there's people there's people of color. Let me tell you two stories that happened here in Portland. Okay. First one. 
I go to Satyricon. Do you know the club is oh, closed yeah. now? Oh, yeah, Satyricon? Yeah. Yeah. First time I go over there, and there's everybody's... It, it was in 89. When that dude from uh, Ethiopia got killed yeah. mm-hmm. here in Portland. Oh, I have his name. Yeah, I know who it is. Was this um, Mugaleta Sarah? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's been a lot like there are a lot of white supremacists and Nazis in Portland. Like Oregon has a long history of white supremacy, so it, there's a lot of people around. But... One day, uh, I think it was in the nineties. I went to a party. They had a concert. Mm-hmm. In a basement, and I went over there, and uh, I never seen that. A lot of people like zig hi zig hi zig hi. I was like, wow! <laughs> I never seen that in my life. <laughs> and then I I got knife and shit and. Uh, and, you know... I got caught on moms and shit. Did you confront them? Is that of what course. I've never seen that. This is a very interesting story, and these histories need to not be lost. That's one of the problems, is that people think that nobody is confronting, you know... Oh, I punch a dude, and then they're all, all over me, so, yeah, couldn't do nothing. <laughs> I was by myself. Yeah. I mean, I had friends that were there, but they just look. And I got cut, I got beer bottles on me and shit, and, uh... Anyway. And then... I remember. And then I was bleeding and stuff, and, uh... I was walking to my car, and I had those people, uh, black uh, people, they invited me in my in their house and put a bandage on me and stuff, and they were gang members, and I remember they had uh, a big... Uh, A big uh, poster of uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, whatever his name, Snoopy Dogg, and they were gang members, <laughs> yeah. and they asked me, say, hey, what happened to you? And I'm like, dude, I was in the house over there, they're all Nazi. And the dude told me, say, hey, don't worry about this, we're going to take care of it. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all bleeding all over. And, uh... I think there's been, a, there's been a long history of like underground fighting Nazis in Portland. I mean, the way we were... There were absolutely no Nazi in the town. 
zero. I mean, we we will take people. I mean, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you the whole thing, but we used to put people their arm on the sidewalk and beat break their arm on the sidewalk. Baseball bat and stuff. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you the gory stuff. Yeah, I think I get the idea. Probably. That's not. That's not the gory stuff. No. Big, that breaking their arms nice. in the baseball bat. <laughs> But that, that's what it was, and uh, the skin and thing, I mean, even so it started in, uh, in the 60s, in the late 70s, it, it became big again with bands like Madness, uh, Specials, and that's how it started again, and, uh, but the people were not racist. The, it was all mixed. I mean, I can show you a picture. You can see blacks, North Marco. I mean, all kind of people. But now it's each time you hear the word skinhead in your head, you're gonna say racist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't come to my house. I can show you a lot of music. <laughs> you know what's weird? I had, this, I had this experience. I had this experience where I went, uh, when I was a teenager, I went to a Weezer concert. And, like, Weezer's kind of in that vein. Um, and when I got there... The, what, what is Weezer? Weezer's a band. They are kind of, I don't know, Ska-ish. Um, from the, they were popular in like the early 2000s when I was a teenager, but I did not, this was the weirdest thing. Cause like, I liked them. Lots of people liked them. They were really popular. And I went to one of their concerts full of Nazis, just tons of them. It was so, it was crazy. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. And so, you know, like I saw, I saw this Nazi guy, like they had like swastika tattoos, just like the whole deal, like not even hiding it types of people at a Weezer concert, and Weezer was seen as, like, you know, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds really liked him, like, that kind of thing, and, like, I went outside, and I saw probably just this horrible thing, like, so, this alone is horrific, there was a stretch Hummer that was gold and had wood, um, siding, <laughs> a stretch gold Hummer with wood siding, but then, like, these Nazi people were in it, and there's this woman walking down next to him, and they literally like opened the door and like grabbed her and like shoved her in the car and drove off. Uh, you know, like that kind of thing was happening at a Weezer concert. It was. I, I don't know who is Weezer, but I'm gonna tell you a story uh, about what uh, Antifa people used to do in shows. They go to shows and like in Belgium, in England. Uh, all over Europe, and people before the show will come to you and ask, uh, hey, 
if we get in trouble, are you uh, going to back us up? And at the beginning, we're like 15, then we're 50, then we're 100. So each time you, you see a racist kid coming, we'd be like 100. And we don't even speak the same language. But we're all the same. We listen to the same music. But I remember we went to see a show, Angelic Upstars, in Holland. And Sudan, and obviously the language went through the English camp, blah, blah, German camp. Say, hey, if there's any problem, we're all together, okay? Okay, and we get those Nazi coming in front of the stage, and the guy, the singer from uh, Angel Cup Star, say, "Hey, fuck those Nazi!" And suddenly you got like hundred people beating up those people in front of the stage burning their t-shirt because they had the Nazi shit on it and uh, almost on their underwear <laughs> and the band keeps playing <laughs> that was cool <laughs> to see his selector, his car band, from England, here in Portland. True story. And uh, there were, of course, there were a lot of skin and shit. And I was kind of fucked up, and I looked at the skin and I said, Hey, you done looking at my girlfriend? And obviously, he's a guy, you know. What? Fuck you. And suddenly, I got all the skinheads coming to me. And, uh, and I told them I had a gun on me. And all the skinheads backed up. And the security came and said, Oh, we heard uh, you have a gun, you have to go. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going. Are you gonna have a gun? The threat of violence can be more powerful than that, like, or like just the threat can be just as powerful sometimes. Well, it is here because here it's possible you have a gun. In France, I mean, people don't walk around with guns. Yeah, mm -hmm. here they do. Mm -hmm. So if you say you have a gun, people might believe you. 
It's pretty easy to get guns. I know. And the, the thing but is But I that... don't have any. <laughs> you sound a little sad. No. I got a lot of knife. <laughs> <laughs> I cook a lot. <laughs> um, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's why. <laughs> um, the, the far right have a lot of guns here. More than the left. I know. Unfortunately, here in America, you need uh, you need guns if you want to fight those people because they have guns. In the old days, it was one on one. You know, you you don't like the dude, you do not, you just fight with your fist. Now it's bang bang it's a little bit different it's hard because we live in this police state where they're the police are looking for a reason to scoop up all the anarchists and throw them in prison so like it's it's really a delicate thing for somebody on the left to have because they're looking for any reason but i just i did read this story just recently um some in some anarchist lit where in New Orleans, after Katrina, when, you know, the whole thing was fucked, um, uh, some, some Nazis were taking advantage of the situation and starting to terrorize this, like, poor black neighborhood. And so some anarchists showed up, and they did have guns, and they, they came into a house, and they blocked the house, and they, they blocked the neighborhood by having, by having visible weaponry, and the skinheads backed off. So, like... You know, I mean, that is a real thing. It's like in that particular situation, it was this sort of like crisis catastrophe type situation where there weren't the, there wasn't the ability for the state to kind of crack down on them in that way, because they will just, they'll, our, the way our state works, they will totally let the far right and the people on the right walk around with guns. But if a single person on the left shows that, they are like, they are like taken down immediately by the state. It's really, so it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why those people are calling themselves skinner. Mm. Because they're not. It's interesting because there's a lot of people that don't call themselves. There's like, we have, now we have a bunch of different type of fascists that do, like, it's, it's weird. Like, we have lots of different kinds of people on the far right. Like, we have the people on the alt-right who are trying to be, like, intellectuals. You know, sort of like the way the Germans did it in World War Two. Sort of like mm-hmm. by establishing the idea that they get to, um, you know, give lectures and like be prominent type people who are smart and wear suits and like have conferences and stuff. And then you've also got types that are like the macho military militant types. And then we have the people that are like listen to kinfolk and are like act like they're pagan kinds of things like. Like they're Vikings and they're like all of this stuff. So it's 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 like a it's like kind of a weird. It's like a tracking and keeping track of all of these different types of people on the right is kind of complicated right now in America. And that's one of the that's a big thing that Antifa does now is like as Nazi hunters is they just keep track of all of these different types of Nazis 
and all of their different symbols and all of the different bands that they have and like all of yeah, where they are. Yeah, but now the they can do it uh, through the computer. Mm-hmm, yeah. But at the time, yeah, we didn't have computers. Yeah. So we had to do it on foot. How did you do that? I mean, did, did, did no, you just No, you just know? walk around and you look at their badge, what kind of band they listen, you know, yeah. right away uh, who they are. Yeah. 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 Most of the skinhead uh, knew uh, they were at least they were a ska band. Yeah, you know they they're not racist. Yeah. And the others, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard. When you just like... look at the kind of music they listen to. Yeah. And. I mean, if they put screwdriver, you know, they're racist <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. It's hard when, it's easy when they label themselves, right? <laughs> like I put a big tag on themselves. I, uh, I wish well, they- that's, that's how it was uh, in 70s. I mean, you had to put your colors. And people will know if you are racist or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put a Jamaican thing badge on you, they know you listen reggae and you're not racist. Mm-hmm. And the others, they put some uh, Nazi shit on them, and so you know they are the racist. <laughs> But anyway, we didn't have any in my town, so I drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> um, they still, um, different kinds of the fascists and the Nazis and stuff, they still have all their symbols that they put around and um, that they wear and all these things. Um, one of the things that they'll do is put up stickers. There's a lot of like involved in stickers to like mark space and to like creep into towns by like putting up the racist um, symbols and stuff like in a town. I think it's to like get people acclimated to make it look normal. Like, oh, you see that symbol? It's a normal symbol when it's totally this racist Nazi symbol. And so one of the things there's, um, there's sort of like sticker and sign patrols where people go around and take down stickers that are racist and like cover up symbols that are racist and the graffiti that's racist and stuff. So. I got a DUI and I had to go to jail. All right. And I had some people come to me and ask me if I wanted to be in the gang. Right wing gang. The, what's the name? I mean, there's lots of different. It's a white supremacist uh, group in jail. Can't remember. I don't know. There's like the. Anyway, I was contacted. The dude can talk to me and ask me if I, I wanted to be part of the gang. And. Oh, fuck. Can't remember the name. That's okay. It's kind of side detail. Anyway. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, they recruit in jail. 
I was surprised because he didn't know anything about you know, racism in jail. Just like that. And it's so obvious. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You can see it. All the black with the black. All the white with the white. All the Spanish with the Spanish. I mean, it's fucking obvious. So, like, because you're white, they assumed that you needed to be with the whites? Yeah. Sort of being like white. Oh, yeah. Right. So, what'd you For do? Sure. I, mean, uh, uh, I say no. He's kind of lone wolf. Yeah, I had like one month left, you know, and uh, I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. with a group. <laughs> yeah. Was that in America or was that in France? It was there. Okay. It never happened to me in France, but here, yes. What are the what were the French police like? They don't shoot you to begin with. They'll just shoot you? Is that you said? No, they don't. They don't shoot you. Oh yeah, they they shoot us here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean You keep running they here. Shoot, they, shoot they shoot black shoot people <laughs> mostly. Which is fucking fucking horrific. It's horrific. They're scary. Our cops are scary. And it's it's um I remember true story again. I went to see Bob Marley in France, and uh, somehow the cops uh, arrested. No, the true story is we picked up a dude. He was from Holland, and he was selling marijuana, and we picked it up. Yeah, we were gonna rob him, but the cops showed up at the same time, and the cops, uh, the drug cops, they don't wear uniform. They're civilian. They don't have badge or stuff. They just look like you and me. That's weird. No, it's not. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought they don't have, like, DEA or anything on them? Not in France. Oh, not in France. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so, anyway, we got the cops. Corner. They were on the overpass. And over the freeway. And we got them corner. And they were, like, showing guns but they didn't have guns they were just pointing their fingers like they <laughs> have guns <laughs> and everybody could see it uh, <laughs> what? why did they think that would work well it didn't work they got better <laughs> i mean we were like 100 And they couldn't go anywhere. They're on Diva Pass. Ah. Yeah, they'll be like on Diva Pass by my house, but you block both sides. <laughs> you can't go nowhere. 
But I got arrested six months later because of my pants. Because of, I'm sorry, because of your, you say because of your pants? Yeah. How did you get arrested because of your pants? Because I had the Scottish, uh, with the zipper, you never seen that? The plaid? Scottish zipper pants. How did that get you arrested? Because I was the only one who wore that. So they arrested you because of your pants? Of course. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. There was not too many people who wear that kind of pants. Oh, did they just say like, oh, he's a punk, like we should arrest him kind of thing? No, they knew it was me. Uh, <laughs> oh. I was the only one. Oh, I see. So, like, they were already looking for you, and then they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were kid. looking for me. Ah, gotcha. But, uh, gotcha. I mean, how, how big is where you I got arrested uh, in the bar on top of it in front of everybody. Whatever. Whatever. Um... How big was where you're from? I mean, so you, like, the cops knew you? Like, they knew who everybody was? Well, they used to arrest uh, punk rockers uh, all the time. Mm. I mean, we we get the... Uh, they come over and say, oh, can we see your ID, blah, blah. And... But when we became skinhead, it was an all different story. Could they not tell the difference between Oh, that? of course. They, they, they did because they didn't put us over no more. Huh? They didn't, so they stopped pulling you over when you became skinheads? Yeah. Because they thought you were the racist skinheads? Maybe. Yeah. Because but they knew that we will fight. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I see. There was no more punk shit. Those they knew. If we get pulled over and the bullshit us and you know, maltreat us, I mean, we get beat up, we're gonna respond. And I remember uh, at the police station I having a big giant fight uh, with the cops, throwing chairs at them. Sure, we got beat up. I knew we got beat up, and uh, and we went see the judge. Maybe two days later, and. We had the fucking black eye and shit, and uh, judge asked me, oh, do you want to press charges? I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> all right, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of a hassle, huh? Oh, shit. Yeah. So the cops were afraid of you? Yeah. Well, shit. Cops are not afraid of us. <laughs> our, our cops will just. I'm gonna you on tell side. you a story. Okay. True story. I would, I used to go in a gay bar and stuff. But, I mean, 
I'm not against gay or anything. I don't give a shit. Their business. Anyway, I'm in the bar and suddenly I get in a fight with somebody. But it has nothing to do with the gay thing. You know, it's... Anyway. The cops showed up, arrest me. Why? Because you got in a fight? Yeah. What was the fight about? It has nothing to do with gay thing. It was just man-man, you know. It has nothing to do with that. But anyway, I get arrested and I tell the cops, that was fucking gay. Blah, blah, blah. Two blocks later, the cops put me over. Say, hey, go home. <laughs> Guess what I did? I went back to the same bar. They had to call the cops again. The same cop. That's a good story, too. Go for it. We went to a concert uh, in Belgium. And unfortunately, the girls got beat up. My girlfriend got beat up. The other people's girlfriend got beat up. But no, no dudes got beat up. Anyway, a couple of dudes got stabbed and shit. And, uh... But the point was, my girlfriend got beat up. A few months later, we put up uh, a crew. Three cars. We ran over there with baseball bats and we beat up everybody. All the skinners. All of them. And we put their arm on the fucking sidewalk and break their arm, their legs, and shit. But it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. The hate I felt when I saw my girlfriend 
with black eyes and stuff. It was like those people are gonna get it, and we did. And we even had some uh, Antifa from Paris who came with us to Belgium, and we beat up all of them. We were Antifa from uh, North France. We had Antifa from Paris. We had Antifa from England. They all came and we were like a hundred and beat them up like. <laughs> the right way. <laughs> Is there a wrong way to beat up a Nazi? I just stumped you a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was so easy. I mean, uh, you just put the arm on the sidewalk and take a four by four and <laughs> break his fucking arm. And, and, and we had skinned from all over. They're all with us. They didn't care. They were all Antifa, and they fight. And most of uh, Antifa, they all do uh, martial art. There are like some. me, I was judo and... You did judo? Yeah. And uh, the belt, everything, and I uh, do food contact. And most of my friends, they, they do martial arts. There are, um, We're all fighters. There are um, Antifa fight clubs that are popping up all over the place. And pe teach people how to fight. Especially um, um, marginalized communities. Like, te teach them how to fight. And there's a, a group called Redneck Revolt that teaches marginalized communities how to shoot guns. We never had guns, so... Yeah. That that has a whole nother level of... I, I mean, know. in Europe, it's not like uh, here. Yeah. People don't have guns, uh, you know, right around. I've never seen that. I mean, I do a little bit of martial arts, and... Um, it's satisfying to know that I can throw a punch if I need to. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I won't. <laughs> come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> I, I would like to notice that you just scooted away from me when I said that when you just told me about being of Nazis with two by fours. So I appreciate the. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Do you want to arm wrestle? No, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, but, like, I I have not beat up a Nazi with a two-by-four. I think, I think you've, you've got me on that. On that. <clears throat> yeah. But it was normal. And 
we used to go to uh, England, Belgium, Germany, Holland, and go see shores over there. And people will come to us and say, hey, somebody, something happened. Uh, you're with us or you're against us. Um, so you kind of ran security for people? Like they would ask you to yeah, shows? Yeah, we did security for, and the people just see us. They know it's uh, against racist. They cannot get in. Uh, how did they know who you were though? Like did you, like, did <laughs> you, what, did you what did you wear? What did you wear? The same thing. They were skinned. So like, but did you have kind of an outfit? People could recognize you? Like the bomber jackets or the yeah, like, or like, did, you that. Have, did you have Doc Martins and uh, did you have symbols? No, like they did. No, 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 no they knew us. So like, I mean, Antifa now has the block, you know. They yeah, wear I never seen that, but at the time they were not yeah. like that. The thing is, like, we live in like a serious surveillance state, you know. Like it's like one of the most intense surveillance states ever in history. So that's one of the reasons for the black block. Is because, you know, the powers that be track us too, you know. So like that's that's why that's what the black block is kind of for, you know. And then people also know who you are, like people. So the, for the security stuff, people know. You know, I saw a really um, a really like moving video of some anarchists down in California that are part of like the Hispanic community down there. You know, like there's been a lot of like anti-immigrant bullshit going on yeah and so the anarchists are totally in black block and they're throwing a they're just there throwing a picnic for the for the community like for the families and all their kids and they have a donald trump pinata him again <laughs> so like all the all the little kids are like sm like smashing donald trump pinata to get the candy out and the anarchists are just there so that so these fuckers don't don't show up you know so like that, so that kind of thing is, you know, so it seems it's like similar, it's like and not just like music shows, but kind of these like now it's sort of like these like family events and stuff. So people feel safe, you know, and then so it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting parallels, you know. And but one of the problems is communities don't necessarily know that that's what Antifa does and that you can call on them for that. You know what I mean? So like you, like people at the shows knew they could ask you, but people don't know that that's what Antifa does, you know. Yeah, but at the time, uh, this thing uh, didn't exist. I mean, we didn't call ourselves Antifa. It didn't exist. The yeah. term didn't exist. It came mid eighties, maybe. But at the time, in seventy nine, we never heard of Antifa. Uh, on YouTube, it's called the Spirit of Sixty Nine. Spirit of Sixty Nine. It's like a video. It's like a movie. Or no, it's a website. Spirit of Sixty Nine. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's a skinhead website. Like which kind of skinhead? <laughs> the good get, one. The good ones. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll but the, if you get on it, you can see it on YouTube. It's it's called Spirit of Sixty Nine, and uh, all it is, it's 
I mean, they play punk rock, they play ska, they play reggae, and, uh... How, I mean, how did you get in contact with each other? Like, you had, you had, like, a, you said you had, like, a hundred people there doing security for shows. Like, how did you get a hold of them? Because I knew other? them. Because you just knew them, so you just, like, go around on foot and just, like, get them? Kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We didn't have an internet at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I mean, like, that's an interesting thing, because, like, internet's not super safe either, because that's all being tracked by the FBI. So, it's interesting to think about the old methods of how people how people did that, and especially in like a big city, you know. <laughs> but we had the best shows because there, there were no fights. Because there were no fights, because you were there. Yeah. Yeah. There were no fights. There were no racist kids. They couldn't get through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right away. <laughs> Just because they knew you were there. Yeah. And you'd break their arms with two by fours. Sometimes. <laughs> Special occasions, or <laughs> I always remember, dude, in Belgium, dude had the fucking tattoo on his forehead that says uh, "white power," that kind of shit. On his forehead? He put yeah. white power on his forehead? Yeah, he had God, a tattoo. <laughs> and he's one of the dudes that broke his fucking arm on the sidewalk. And I got arrested. And they brought the pictures in court. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody was laughing. <laughs> because it's tattoo, you know. It was, it was like a made in Morocco orange stamp <laughs> on his forehead, you know. Like wow, and everybody was laughing, even the judge, every everybody. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> well, we're, I mean, we're actually at an hour. So, do you have anything okay. good you want to end on? Okay. Or, we're good? Well, that was awesome. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>